Hello, and welcome to The Link Podcast, the industry's link to learn, innovate news and knowledge in global supply chain intelligence, hosted by Food Logistics and Supply and Demand Chain Executive. We cover everything from transportation and warehousing trends and new technologies to food safety and sustainability impacting today's supply chains. I'm Brielle Jekyll, uh, the Associate Editor of Food Logistics and SDCE, and we are continuing our Diversity, Inclusion, and Equality Month with a focus on those with disabilities who are working in the supply chain. I speak with Jonathan Lucas, who is the Head of Insight, which is a part of National Industries for the Blind, about companies who are really embracing uh, the disability community and are seeing a better workforce because of it. Jonathan has a lot of history in this area and offers so much insight on how the industry can follow these companies and move forward in a truly inclusive environment. So let's link into that conversation now. Hi, everyone. I'm here with Jonathan Lucas, who's the head of Insight. Hi, Jonathan. Thank you so much for coming on with me today. Thank you for inviting me. Glad to be here. <laughs> so today we're talking about disability in the supply chain in the workforce. And can you, you know, just describe a little bit about the program and what you do, just so the listeners have, a, have an idea? Yeah, so Insight was uh, formed to support corporations with their hiring needs through uh, programs and training, both training programs and uh, workforce hiring programs that support people who are blind and visually impaired. So oh. we're trying to connect that diverse talent to corporate uh, corporations who need to, to hire folks. So the first question I have is how, how is disability handled in the supply chain workforce? Great question. So I think I think it's handled uh, any other way. Any other DEI program is handled. Um, I can tell you from experience working with a very large car park distributor that um, they saw people with disabilities as a great resource to fill jobs that they had a hard time filling um, and increase their competitive advantage through people just working hard and getting the job done efficiently. And so they adapted. You know, things in that particular industry in, the, in their Supply chain, they adapted by having wider aisles, for instance, between rows. They um, had somebody who was deaf we worked with who just used very um, minimal communication uh, techniques like stomping on the floor to get the attention of coworkers when that person needed help to technology such as, uh, you know, wristbands and handheld devices that uh, do the scanning and barcoding for these folks and then has, has a... Uh, an audio component so people can um, connect what they're doing, make sure they're doing it uh, right in an efficient manner. And uh, in this case, completely adapted to people with all different types of disabilities and we're very successful at this. That's awesome. It's, it's, it's great to hear programs like that and, and, and manufacturers and, and companies that actually dive into things like that and wanna make a difference. Do you do you have any statistics on workers with disabilities in the supply chain? Yeah, I can't give you a cross supply chain, but I'll give you probably one of the biggest initiatives that's out there, and that's Walgreens. If you look at uh, what they're doing um, across their supply chain in the U.S., um, as of 2017, they hired over 1,200 people with disabilities to work in their supply chain, uh, most notably in their warehousing in South Carolina, where 
one third of the workforce are people with disabilities. Wow. Now, what's amazing about this, they have seen over time that those folks outperform their counterparts without disabilities by 150%. Wow. Both in productivity, packing rates, you name it, they're outperforming their, their cohorts. I wonder why that is. I, I think it has a lot to do with attitude, a lot to do with um, being able to adjust quickly to barriers because they've had to deal with that their entire life and um, hard work. They just want to go in and get the job done and prove that they uh, are a valuable team member. What can companies do? What can other companies do? And what can the supply chain do that, that follows kind of in the footsteps of Walgreens and makes a difference? Like what more can, can be done? Well, I think it comes down to specifically um, targeting populations uh, with disabilities to, to be a part of your workforce, right? So I think it's, it's easy to put a job out there, but if you're not reaching out to, for instance, Insight, who has connections uh, all across the United States with, in our case, people who are blind and visually impaired looking for work, um, we make that connection. You need to go, businesses need to go to where the hubs are, find out, you know, how to reach the best talent. And, and, and then have a very systematic program to onboard and train folks no differently than you would for any other uh, person you, you bring onto your workforce. Since you work specifically with um, workers who are blind, how exactly do, do we accommodate them more to make their jobs easier? Great question. I think it just comes with understanding. So one of the things that we do at Insight is uh, go in and provide training to frontline supervisors and even the C-suite folks as well. Most of the accommodations are very minimal, cost uh, little to nothing to do, but it's more around how you communicate, understand people from their perspectives and incorporate them into to the work. Most of the time, um, not a lot of uh, other, other means are involved. I mean, sometimes it's technology, especially for the BVI community, maybe bringing in you know screen readers for folks who need that, but Generally, the technology uh, is readily available and cost effective, and um, but most of it comes down to just communication skills. Mm -hmm. How has COVID changed things? Well, oh, it's a great question. So, I can speak specifically to NIB's mm -hmm. um, supply chain. You know, we have over six thousand people working uh, around the country, and. What we've noticed in our supply chain issues, COVID hasn't really stopped um, our work. What it has done is we've had to work around issues with getting raw materials, for instance, and right. looking to find other suppliers for those things because maybe we couldn't get, get it from China or wherever in a timely manner. Uh, but outside of that, I think it's been more of a learning experience where we've learned to adapt in ways that we hadn't had to do before. Um, and of course, get the product out in the same efficient and timely manner that we did before COVID. So it's, right. it's more around um, assessing raw materials than it has been on um, capacity issues or getting uh, people to work uh, differently. You talked a lot about technology and I was thinking, um, because I was recently speaking with my coworkers about this, about how technology has come on so fast during COVID to kind of bridge those gaps has, that changed the kind of technology we're using to help those with disabilities? I don't think it's changed it, but what I will say is allowed more people to be a part of the workforce equation because now you and I are used to doing our work via Zoom where we might have had in-person meetings. Um, now it's allowed people 
to be a part of uh, workforce in a lot of ways that weren't accessible to them beforehand, just, just by this, allowing people to, to Skype in or, or video chat in to, to meetings, um, work uh, from home or work from an area that's, that's more comfortable for them and um, to connect more quickly with a wider array of, of their counterparts um, versus having to do that in person. Do you, before we go, do you have any other thoughts in regards to disability in the supply chain? Well, I mean, I think, you know, the examples I've given um, have really sh demonstrated that it's been imperative, not just something that is, right. is maybe the right thing to do or the moral thing to do, but it's a business decision that these companies are making. And it's actually affecting, positively affecting their bottom lines, both in productivity, output, and overall cost of, uh, you know, maintaining a workforce. So I would say the main, the main theme here is uh, when you hire people with disabilities, it actually makes, gives you a competitive advantage over, over companies who do not. I completely agree. And, and like I said, I love seeing programs like this. And this is our our uh, Diversity, Inclusion, and Equality Month on the podcast. So we've talked a lot about, you know, including women more in trucking and just being diverse overall and how it truly it is the right decision in terms of ethics and morality, but it really can help your bottom line. And it and it's it's not a decision. It's like you want to be as inclusive as possible. Absolutely. And having an array of uh, diverse thinking is study after study has proven that that's um, increased outputs for for companies, uh, small and large uh, around the world. So um, bringing different perspectives equals uh, more effectiveness. Yeah, I completely agree. And I'm excited to see where we'll be in the next couple of years. You know, so much has changed in just a year or two. I really am excited for the future. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on with me today. I was really blown away by all your insight. Thank you, Braille. I appreciate uh, you allowing me to be here with you. Well, thank you so much for listening to today's episode and tune in every Tuesday for our episodes of Link by Food Logistics and Supply and Demand Chain Executive. If you like what you hear, be sure to give us a review um, uh, wherever to you listen to your podcasts or give us a thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe as well on the Spotify, Apple, and Google playlist apps so you never miss an episode. 